0: Order,
1: yeah. Right. Um, in the last year, um, last couple of shem, we dealt with a well. First and last year, we finished all the subject which we've been in the middle of for a while. But in the pre-purim shem, we touched on a uh, subject where we questioned when a transfer is made from A to B. And then maybe on from B to C. What's happening from a Hilchis in point of view? Does one need a Kinyon, etc.? So today I'd like to really more, um, touch on things and get to the bottom of things. Uh, this, this is, um, pr- possibly the last year before Pesach. I think it's the last year before Pesach. Um, and, and therefore, first I'd like to just run through a few things which you touched on over the years, Legabe Pesach. But then also take that concept further of exploring the modern day that we live in and, and how different things have evolved in certain areas, especially with online and all that that brings with it. And just be more some of the angles that that, that that need thinking about how halacha deals with them in the modern day. Um, so, so first of all, before we do come on to that, let's do a little bit of chazara. Are some of the things that people have to be aware of when it comes to Pesach. So, first of all, mechiras mm-hmm. chametz. Those people who do mechiras mm-hmm. chametz, which is probably, I'd assume, rebbi of Chali'osol, not definitely not all of Chali'osol, they're doing rebbi of Chali'osol. Who do chametz? Mm-hmm. So, mechiras mm-hmm. chametz. There are different ways how uh, 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 it's done. There's different types of kinyan and it's done. There's different uh, methods, but but. We're not going to get involved so far. We're not going to get involved right now in being mamane the Shriyach, where where um, many places nowadays do that online, where you're mamane the Shriach and, and ask them to sell the Khamats for you. Bearing in mind that the shulchan aruch, which we have discussed before, because it comes up in hilchos uh mentions that if you have someone else's Chomets and you're a shus, even if you don't get any instruction from them, you're able to sell the Chomets because that's for sure in their best interest, and you have to assume they may not have sold it themselves. So therefore, the threshold for what will be required to your mana shliach, a notification online should, should be more than enough. But more, um like to, to just think about and understand the concept that when you sell your chametz, it's not yours. Now, that sounds like a <laughs> no-brainer, but, but it's worth being more aware of that point for a number of different reasons. So, first of all, this year, this year, as we know, Arab Pesach falls on the Shabbos. So, Mechiras chametz will normally be done on Friday, well, it will normally be done on Friday. Different people do it at different times on Friday. Um, I, I think the Rav is doing it at the same kind of time that he normally would do it in order that that the uh, the Kehillah don't uh, um, um, get used to being able to have the chomads later on our Pesach, and then it causes trouble in other years. Um, not everyone is doing that way. Some people are selling it a bit later. But the Nukuda is a that if a person is selling the chomads this year, they need to make sure they know at what time the person who they're selling the Chalmots through is, is doing the mechira. In other words, whereas well in normal years, uh, where Ara falls on a weekday, and therefore there's a Salsman Issa, there's a Salsman Achila, everyone knows when it is, and therefore, you know, the mechira is going to happen, you No know, more or less a certain window of time, it's not so difficult. This, it can make quite a difference if a person sells the Chalmots Mamish close to shops. So then that commerce is yours uh uh till then, right? A person can trade in it, etc. If it isn't and it's sold before, then you can't trade in it. So so somebody, for example, who's in the whiskey business, right, who they sell their commons to can make quite a difference. Number one. Number two, as we've discussed, I think before a number of years ago, so let's take for example the whiskey business. I don't know if anyone here on here is on the regular proper whiskey trading of container loads of whiskey will come onto online auctions afterwards um, but anyone who's in, involved in, in proper trading of, of, of whiskey so it's very complicated because normally these things are shipped and once one goes to maritime law and tries to get clear as to what stage does ownership transfer, it can be quite complicated, there are different ways how it can be done, different methods how it can be done You can purchase it when it's loaded onto the onto the the ship. You can purchase it when it's the ship has arrived in port. You can take possession when the ship has unloaded it onto the onto the you know the harbor onto the quay. Um, And then there's the concept of transfer of of the papers. And and is that a Kenyan or is that just so to speak something which you're holding exactly at what stage the Kenyan happens is complicated now. Added to the complication is the fact that as we've discussed many times before in the context of exchange and completion in a house, what is a Kenyan in halacha is not necessarily the number one point in law. Right? In law, it's much more about what commitments has a person made and what commitments can they be kept to. Right? So for example, uh, as we've discussed on the exchange and completion, no one's 100% sure at what stage you actually, this house belongs to you. Does it belong to your exchange, just you've, you, you have to pay the rest of the money on completion? Or does it actually, know it it, belo- it it becomes yours only in completion, and all you've really given that exchange is a down payment. And this itself, we've mentioned before, is not even so clear legally, and that's why anyone who does a, a purchase of property and exchanges on a property, the lawyers will always write down who has to insure it between exchange and completion, which if you think about it, is quite bizarre, because... If I'm buying a car for you tomorrow, I don't have it in the contract that you have to insure it today. It's your business what you do with your property. But here, because it's a little bit of a grey area, exactly what is an exchange, what is a completion. And normally from a legal perspective, it doesn't really make a difference because the person's exchange, you can, so to speak, sue for completion. So, and if they, and if they have bought it at exchange, but they haven't paid the money by completion, then you can take it back. So the actual changing of bilus, isn't necessarily the number one important factor from a legal point of view. Whereas from a halakhic point of view, you can make nafkem in izli ribis, you can make a number of different points. So here's, well, at what stage does the whiskey uh, uh, in, in the container belong to the seller, right? The vendor, if let's say the vendor is a And at what t- stage does the whiskey in the container belong to the purchaser? It, it, it is a little bit vague. And especially what happens if you've sent the paperwork by post, you don't know yet if it's arrived or when it will arrive, and now you're going to try and go and do mechira's chomets. So can you do mechira's chomets on something which, which if the mechira goes through before the paperwork arrives, right? So let's say, for example, this year, right? This year makes it even more complicated. This year, the mechira chomets normally will happen on a a Friday right, this year, there's nothing wrong, theoretically, with owning chomets on a Shabbos, right, most of us are going to own chomets on Shabbos, because that's what we're going to eat for Lecha Mishnah, right, so so too, if, let's say, the mechira goes through on a container, but meanwhile your papers haven't arrived yet by the person who's purchasing it, and they arrive on Shabbos, and the person takes possession on Shabbos, then in actual fact you're selling something that doesn't belong to you, You've sold it already to the guy. Now, you could have, in theory, a shtar machira, and this would depend on the rob who's doing the machira, so that's why first the person has to realize they may have an issue before they can even then address it with, you know, with their rov. You, 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 could have a situation where the rob says to the guy who is sending the chomets to, I'm sending you all the chomets, but if anyone who included in this sale were to sell this chomets, uh, before, between this transaction and Pesach, then that sale, my friend, won't be included in this transaction. So in theory, uh, if a rov wants to include that into his into his uh, uh, sale document this year, then then that could allow for the transaction to still transfer before Pesach. But obviously, you need that on Pesach, that khamat, when Pesach comes in, and zman Issa comes in on, on Shabbos, you need that comment isn't yours anymore. So what you can't have happen, obviously, is that if the transaction were to go through on Pesach, you can't have the mafreya, it wasn't included in the sale, of the the, the rob sale on your behalf to the guy, because that would mean that when Pesach came in and man Issa came in, this was your khamet still, and you only sold it to your purchaser afterwards, at that stage the khamet would have been osabano, and you wouldn't be allowed to benefit from the money which was paid for it. So so you can hear that this can get very tricky and, and really anyone involved in this line of work needs to really think through very, very carefully what, where, how and obviously, like in all these situations in the lead up to Pesach if one sees the issue coming it's best not to avoid any potential grey areas because you can really not not just uh, 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 fall foul of the suim, but potentially you can end up with real problems as far as Isahana is concerned so in theory, a person could have a container worth tens of thousands of pounds, which she's now not allowed to take payment for, right? So that if if being over the isn't enough of a, 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 a kick to get people focused, normally mentioning the fact they may not be able to touch the money does the trick. Now, I think I mentioned a number of years ago, a person came with a shiloh, and the shiloh was that they own a non-Jewish, non-kosher—not uh, non-Jewish, sorry—they own a non-kosher hotel. Which is not in a Jewish area at all, and and primarily uh, uh, the guests won't be Jewish either. And they own this hotel, and they wanted to ask a shaila legabe trading in machalos which itself is a issa. It's actually a we've never discussed really before. I don't think other than in the context maybe of this shaila. Um, it's 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 a very interesting area of halacha. There's certain halachas which apply Lechachila, certain halachas which apply b'di'evet if a person were to be paid by, by and he ends up getting paid with tarifus, then there, there are certain exceptions made, there are certain various different khalalim made. There's a very interesting style in the poiskim. if a person has to have, let's say a person owns a Tesco or something like that, um, a supermarket somewhere, and as part of what you have to have in the supermarket, is you're going to have to have a certain amount of included in all the other items, there's a in the place, Kim, whether that also includes Becomes a b'di'avad situation. We're not going through that lockers now. I'm trading machalos asuris. However, the person came to ask the shayla, and when he asked the shayla, I said, "By the way, what do you do about Pesach?" She said, "No, it's not. From. I sell it." I said, "What do you mean you sell it?" She said, "I sell it with my comments. I said, "Are you open on Pesach?" She said, "Yes." I said, "So then, how is your hotel selling food that doesn't belong to you on Pesach? Are you giving all the profits to the guy?" Who's, who who's bought your, your comments? How does that work, So, um I, I, I tracked down, um the Rav who he sold his comments to, and no fault of the Rav, he submitted a paper saying where he owns comments and what the value of the comments is. What he hadn't written on his paper, it wasn't, by the way, in the shoe, Okay, case right, but, but what, what he, what he hadn't written on the paper is, this chomets is chomets which actually is in a, uh, um, what's it called? is in a hotel. That hotel is open on Yontuf and going to be trading in the chomets in Yontuf. That wasn't written there. So the Rav who looks at this paper just sees that he's got somewhere, you know, a, a, a unit with chomets in it. Fine. Okay. So, so you're selling that chomets. Say that. That's included in the sale. But no one had to explained to the Rav, this person had to explain to Rav among in his sheet that, that, by the way, this is a trading hotel. You can't have a hotel Selling your chometz that you've already sold to, to, to the robbers sold on your behalf to goy before Pesach, so that that that's uh, a, 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 another given area where a person has to be aware. So to obviously the normal halachas and mechiras any chometz which a person has anywhere around the world, uh, in any apartments they may have, etc. etc. Um, in their office, wherever it may be, it might be worth reminding people this year that there's some people who haven't been back to their office for many many months. And just make sure that if you have got any khamuts there, you include that in your sale as well. Um, and not only is a Mekhiwis khamuts due on khamuts that you own, it's also due on khamuts which you have a kha'is for. So if you have khamuts that belongs to, let's say, uh, uh, the guy who works with you in the office, and he gave you a bottle of whiskey to look after for him that he got for khage, um and now, you know, you've got it somewhere in your office and you're responsible for it. Right. Then that is also needs to be included in mature comments. Because the uh, mics are uh Can I still be heard? Can I still be heard? It's saying a bit crackly. It was it was
2: we can yeah, we can we could we can we can figure it out.
1: Okay, sorry. So um um, I was gonna say if 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 you lose me, then put your thumb up. But if you lose me, then I probably won't see your thumb. So yeah, um, so so lemaisa, if you have chomet that belongs to a guy, but you're liable for it in any way, shape, or form, and that is also a problem that a person has to include in a mechiris chomet. Now, coming on to more modern day scenarios that 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 happen in these areas. So, we have the whole union of let 's say for a moment online trading in whiskey online trading in whiskey in certain circles has become a little bit of a a Yiddish pastime um, and and again, the shyler can go in both ways. The shyler can go in if a person is selling their whiskey online uh, in an auction uh, or or otherwise and a person is is buying from an auction um whiskey and uh, and the conclusion, the auction is going to be, uh, let's say, just before the end of Pesach, right? Is so, after Huberman- Pesach, let's say,
2: is there a havamender Huberman- that it's physical whiskey that it's going to turn up at your front door? Or are you buying just the the stuff in the warehouse? Sorry, today?
1: I'm from the auction. Au- auction yeah. is physical whiskey uh,
2: not necessarily. I mean, you know, I will, I'm I'm trading in, in, in whiskey in whisky which is in a warehouse in Edinburgh, and I've got no havamender Huberman- that I'll actually take delivery.
1: No, sorry. Let's be clear. I'm not saying I'm going to take delivery, but we have to be clear. When does it become legally yours? Right now, we've we've discussed this Uh, Shiloh. I I think I think
0: think maybe to to restate Jeremy's question: Is it what is called allocated? In other words, a particular barrel of whiskey becomes yours, or are you just buying some nominal? So let's
1: so let's go back to the Shiloh, which we've touched on many times before. Um, which is a person place? does their Tesco online order um, before Pesach or or, or maybe on Kholamoid, um, both China's different China's but it's arrive on Matsu Pesach. Right? Now there we've discussed before. It's not clear at what stage legally does it become yours, and I think it in fact it actually depends what shops you're talking about. If you look in the terms and conditions. Now again, this would be a classic example why from the legal perspective it's almost irrelevant. It's almost irrelevant because um, first, like you say, most items that you're buying, they can replace it with another item um, they will be liable until they deliver it in any case so the fact that they're liable, I mean even in halachic uh, uh, perspective, if you would take ownership before and they're being paid they'd have a din of a shemesachah, they'd be chai for as well as shia so so liability doesn't mean it doesn't yet become yours there's some uh, um, places where they take money from your credit cards when you make the order there's some places that take money from your credit card once they put the items in your basket so to speak physical basket that they're going around loading up in order to put on the van and there's some places that will take money from your credit card only once they've left it by your front door now again is the the fact that they take money from your credit cards at different stages a raya of bilus or is that stum just how they operate it's very hard to know now what we don't want to happen is that a person places the order and legally this has now become yours um, on Pesach again the threshold for the Isurim on Pesach are more than just ownership, even if you don't own it but you've got certain certain that can also be a problem so so again I'm, I'm not passing Halakha now for the simple reason that it doesn't seem to be a one size fits all in all cases of all shops and, and we once before tried to look into this and get clear and it really isn't, isn't, isn't partial. Like I say, primarily because it's irrelevant almost from the shop's point of view as to what stage do you become the legal, uh, on the hayfats. It, it, it's not that important to them. So, so that would be when you're purchasing normal standard items from a shop where Jeremy's point will be more relevant. However, a lot of these online auctions, they may be specific bottles. They may have one 35 year old, whatever it is, and one 40 year old, whatever it is. They don't have tons of them. They may only have individual items that get put on these auctions. A lot of these are collected pieces, and, and they're not, they're not, uh, you know, a whole warehouse full of them. All right? So you're right. Yes, yes. Sometimes they will be, but very often they aren't. So in those scenarios, um if a person does an auction, what happens? Now, it's worth being more aware at this stage. This is a, um which has ventured out to in, in the last few months and now we can do a little bit of Rechaim. Um but, but it's worth mentioning this Shaina isn't only a Pesach Shaina right, this Shaina comes up as well every Shabbos, every Yontav if a person takes part in an online auction on Shabbos or Yontav, is it a problem? now it's not the same Shaina, it's a different Shaina but it's a Shaina nonetheless Right, there's a number of different parts to the shaila, and we're not going to go through all of them now. Definitely not uh, thoroughly, but but one part of the shaila: if you're selling any item, not after comments, any item um, um, online. Um, so so again, this doesn't have to be an auction. Right, you can have uh, you can have uh, any anything online where people can go online and purchase something. Let's let's talk first in the simplest form. Let's not talk about a case where, for example, you've got, uh, you know, these fulfillment centers or Amazon where, where your item's sitting by a third party and they're going to dispatch it, and especially not where it has to be done within a period of time. Let's talk about a simple scenario. You have an online shop, and someone can go on Shabbos, on your online, click on it, and so to speak, purchase it. Right? Now, that is one part of the Shayla will be, is there's a, there's, is a isa, isa of Mecca Chememcon, Shabbos and Yontav. And you have to understand and analyze whether this transaction going through on Shabbos or Yontav, is that included in the Issa In other words, legally or technically speaking, in in the colloquial sprach, you might have bought it. The person might have bought it on, on Shabbos or you might have sold it on Shabbos. But is that, first of all, is that a transaction? Right? Is that the chalal a kinian? In the same way that we were discussing, uh, you know, in a different context when you make a transfer to someone's bank account, is that a kinian? Here, is this a kinian? Is it something, and if it is or isn't, is it included in the Issa Meka Then even if it is a kinian, you have to know if this kinian, and this is where we have to be very, very careful, because every one of these shilas has its own angles and own stodim, which are different and unique to it itself. So when you're speaking about, for example, a Mischa and Shabbos Yantuf, then you have to know what was the gheda where asked it, And what, in what scenario is it awesome? And it might be that it is a Kenyan and it is a Mecca, but it's not included in the Issa. Now, for example, this Shaila of, 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 online trading, um, whilst it's a fairly new concept, but the Musaq, if you think about it and analyze it, is not such a new Musaq, right? The Shaila in, in its original format, as far as I'm aware, First came up, it brought down in the Marashag, the vending machines. Right? Vending machines, where a person has a vending machine, which has in it, side it, Coke, cigarettes, or whatever else it may be that a person owns. So you have a vending machine sitting outside Houston station. Right? So on Shabbos or Yontov, people will go past that vending machine, they will put money in the machine, and they will purchase Coke, or cigarettes, or crisps, or whatever else it is. Right? So is that included in the Issa of doing a transaction on Shabbos and or not? Now this is a shayla which Ma'ashag deals with already. We're not going through now, I want to be very very clear that uh, we're not going through now all these alochas extensively. I'm toying with the idea of making this the next subject but really this is a Urchaim shayla although it's definitely got parts to it as far as the kinyanim are concerned. But but the um the says that the Issa of, of Mecca Memka on Shabbos is when a person wants the Kinyan to happen on Shabbos. Right here, if a person puts it in a vending machine and you've got nothing to do with it, it's automated. It's got nothing to do with you And now a guy goes past and buys it on Shabbos. You're not making a buy on Shabbos. You don't know for sure they're going to buy it on Shabbos. You're just as happy if they buy it after Shabbos. It doesn't make any difference to you. Per se. And in that scenario, and for other reasons, which we're not going to, because Shabbos has also got potentially, it is a shabbos. And there's a shag, the is only a problem on rental or Mecca as well. Mashak passes, it doesn't apply like to mekach and Memka. So, so the Mashak says in that scenario, it's okay. There's no problem. And others argue, and if we do go through this together, we'll go through all properly. But I just want to be more aware than the Kudza, that you can have a situation where there's a transaction there may be a Kenyan. It could be an that's called the Kenyan, right? Because the guys walked away with their can and they left the money in your machine. So, Pashtus, there's been a Kenyan Mashikha, Kenyan Mois, Kenyan, what, what, what else is lacking here? Not, you know, other than the fact that the Yid hasn't physically received the cash, but it's sitting inside his machine, and there's some posts that say that the Yid would have to have Das beforehand, that he's not coining that money till after Shabbos, say that, like I said, we're not going through extensively now, uh, that's not, I'm bringing it more for for uh, martial purposes, that in such a scenario, you can see that just because it's not a problem in Hilchus Shabbos, if you go with the Marashag, that doesn't mean it's not a Kenyan. And therefore, for example, Hilchus Chomets, right, if a person, if for example, you take, that, if the post is, if we go through this, we'll see, the police can use this Mashaag as a starting position. Of course, this is not the starting position, because Mashaag himself is based on Gamoras and other scenarios, and like I say, if we do go through it, we'll go through it all. But there are those who bring this as a Raya, legabe trading online on Shabbos. In a similar way, you've got your shop there online on Shabbos. You're not telling anyone to come on Shabbos to buy there. You don't know if anyone's going to buy there on Shabbos. And even if they do, in theory, you're not doing anything till after Shabbos either way. In fact, buying online is actually easier because you're not even giving the guy the chifetz on Shabbos, right? The guy's gone online and he's clicked, or he could even be a yid, which is a bit more complicated. He's gone online and he's clicked on your item, right? And 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 nothing has happened from your side, and the guy hasn't received the goods. So even if you were to say that legally that now belongs to him, which is what we said we're not clear on at what stage legally it belongs to him, even if you are selling a specific item. So there's no question of which one on the shelf. You're selling a specific item, and he's clicked on it and he's bought it, let's say in the auction or whatever it is. So, but that, does that mean, just because it's Mutz on Shabbos, does that mean it's not a Kenyan? No, it could be it's a Kenyan, but because of the circumstances to be described, that Kenyan is not a, K- a problem, the Gabi Hilchus Shabbos, because of the, the nuances of the Issa, Mecha, Chememka, and Shabbos. However, if it is a Kenyan, then when it comes to Hilchus Chomet, it's a problem, because at the end of the day if you've now bought it, so to speak on Pesach, then it's a problem right, so so, so, each one of these areas, first of all, in all of these Shiders, one has to first get clear on the facts what's actually happening, you've got to get clear legally what's happening, so now factually what's happening, legally what's happening and then you have to know the relevant halachas that apply to this specific shaila, and are they different in similar scenarios in other areas of halacha or not? Are there reasons to differentiate, or can you bring a raya? Right? So in, in this particular case, the Gabi Hachos we've got a person, if a person were so desperate for a particular bottle of whiskey, that they wanted to put in an auction beforehand. Now, now on Shabbos, for example, the other way around, if a Yid wants to put in an auction before Shabbos, so when is the year doing the killing? If the auction closes on Shabbos, person puts in the auction before Shabbos. And it closes bid. on Shabbos itself. Sorry?
0: You mean he puts in a bid for an auction closing puts
1: on Shabbos? A bid. Sorry, sorry. Puts in a bid on an item which is going to close on Shabbos. Puts in a bid before Shabbos. All right. so there are numerous posts that say that that's fine. Why? First of all, an auction, when the auction closes, Legally, pastus, it does not belong to you. You've made a commitment to purchase it. You haven't yet taken title, right? And you're not going to take title on Shabbos. So, first of all, from that point of view, there's been no kinyan. Second of all, if there is a kinyan, let's say even your commitment. When was your commitment made? So, so there's the, the, the number modern poiskim. Uh, when I say modern Poskim, sorry, I should be clear, modern day not in any anyway, discussing people's uh, affinity. Right? Uh, another modern day post who say that even if your your bid in an auction is a hischayvus on your part, and even it's a prop, even if you say it's a problem to make hischayvus on Shabbos, you didn't make the on Shabbos. You made the before Shabbos. That if it closes at this price, you're being hischayvus yourself to buy it. Now whether it does or not, it's not up to you anymore. The rest is is, is is whatever plays out on Shabbos. But you're not doing anything on Shabbos. You're not making commitment on Shabbos. On Friday, you're making a commitment that if the top price is below £65, then I'm buying it. But right? but I'm, but I'm making a and I'm making like a non momentous Heskivus now that I will be at some point in the future making a moment. Yeah, but that's also not going to be on Shabbos. You're not, you're not going to complete on Shabbos. You're going to, after Shabbos, you're going to complete Right, the hischayvus will be hal legally on you when you are the last man standing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying
2: right? to think of a scenario. If you do,
1: if you make a at lizman, right, I I will owe you this money from that day on. However, that works, and can that hischayvus start? Yeah. Meaning, is that not? I'm saying so it's straightforward. It's like I'm making hischayvus. That's not going to start now. It's going to start in in in, in two days' time, which would be second. So if you hold. Now the is the Mecca stretches to include that you can't even be mischayev to purchase something on Shabbos, mm. right? But there at least you're being mischayev to purchase it on Shabbos. Here you're not being mischayev to purchase it on Shabbos. Very interestingly, apparently there's a concept I've never come across in in until I saw it brought down in halacha. Apparently there's a concept which you're going to all look at me like yeah pashut. But okay, uh, apparently there's a concept whereby you can set the mm. computer.
0: Yeah, to, sniper. I was going to,
1: to right, where it puts in the bid for you on 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 the day of the auction, right? So I assume that means you said it you wanted to go up to a certain price, and then and, and and then it goes on. What's it called? Auction sniper.
0: Yeah, you're on eBay. They've had them for a long time. as sniper. So you you effectively you can say put bids in for me if you see the price going up, and then the maximum bid you can put in for me is is whatever it is. So you're effectively making this. Computer programmer Shliach to bid for you.
1: I don't know, computer, computer program A not website,
0: website, a website, in, a, yeah, a website. Yeah. You're, you're effectively, you're asking this website to bid for you.
1: Yes, you're, you're programming software to put a bid in, uh, uh, that will pass be legally binding bid on your behalf on Shabbos. That's there right. you won't, there you won't have the miler of the Shabbos being before Shabbos that you won't have but you will still have the mind that you're not being trained on Shabbos, because you're, you're only going to take possession and pay whatever after Shabbos. So that, again, will be, depending on the different posting where they hold, where that will actually be on the ladder. But as far as as as, as Chometz is concerned, I said, as far as Chometz is concerned, uh, if you're going to put your bids in um, before Pesach, or, 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 or to sell, if you're going to sell something on Pesach, it's not going to work. It's not going to be Shaykh, as we discussed, because nice at the end of the day, sure. either you're selling your comments beforehand, in which case it's not yours to sell, or you're not selling it and you're over, in which case is a far bigger problem because not only do you own commuts on Pesach, it then comes Osaban. And once Noah, you can't even have any benefit from the from, from the money that's paid for you. You can't take the money. So so that that's gonna be a, a far bigger a far bigger problem. If you want to purchase
2: sorry. In in the case of your hotel you said that the person had not told, is is it is it more than just a gnava? I mean, let, let's say the person says, Okay, you know, legally, um I mean no, I'll p I will be Jewish law, I sold something that wasn't mine, but um doesn't now become a problem because he has a highest on it on on how that he didn't okay, own. Okay, so he so he is he, on paper.
1: So here's a very uh, important point in Hilkas Machiris Chometz, and really in a way it raises a question on the whole Machiris Chometz, and we've discussed this a number of years ago. It's not sufficient to sell Chometz to a Goy if you stare on it. That's not good enough. Right? So it needs to be that you're not liable for it. Right? And, and, and if, if you're not, if you're not, li- if you're not liable for it, so it begs the question, any guy really understands what they're doing, why on earth would they get involved in Michyus Chometz? Because if you think about it, um, you know they get, might benefit every year fifty pounds, whatever it is. They could, in theory, take on hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of liability for Chometz, which they're buying, and the Yidden are not liable for. And if anything was to go wrong, they, they could have a problem. Uh, so, so and, and it says in the contract that the Eden are not liable for it, and we're not liable. Uh, very interesting, I remember somebody once told me that, that, um, in South Africa many years ago, uh, one, one of our bonnim used to do mechiris chomets and he used to tell the guy every single year, pick a different address from this list, turn up on the day, take the chomets that you want, mm-hmm. and I, you won't have to pay me back. Point being, he wanted the Mispalim to realize this is a real mechiris. Right? I don't know how it all, it all went down. You can imagine certain houses and he turns up on, on Saturday night and says, uh, uh by the way, so I've come for that McCallum. And says, uh, <laughs> you know, and, he, uh, but don't is worry. He, cause... Is he still alive, right? Is he still alive? Yeah, exactly. But but, side, I like the idea, I must say. Uh, you know, it, it, it helps make it a bit more, a bit more real. Um,
2: but this does help you for commercial um, when you have a a guy who is buying something commercially, I I must tell you that I do not understand um, how you know, I've asked this if if a guy who earns uh, 15,000 pounds or 20,000 pounds a year um, commits himself to take the um, ownership and the highest of something that is worth a million pounds and he would go to court and he would say, look, this is what I've done, and it's true that I've signed on the document. Um, but there's no way that I could possibly in my whole life own that much money, and that I should be able to pay for something like this if something wrong w- went with it. I am sure that the court would say this is, you know, it, it, it was uh, for, for the sake of it, 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 it hasn't got a valid um, legal. Uh, you know, he, he, he would not have the liability of the millions of pounds that he lost because it was quite obvious that it's not possible that he took such a liability.
1: Okay, so for the record, um, it says very, very clearly, um, both legally and halakhically, that he is purchases and he's a hundred percent liable for it all. And, um, and and on the contrary, if if he could get away. With without uh, uh, um so to speak uh, uh the liability. It, it, the, the aloha is if a yeet has chumats in their ishus is whereby as a result of uh, uh um thuggery they're going to be held liable if anything happens to that chromuts. Right, then the aloha is that's already a in uh, the the, the Mishnahbura and such as machlikus in Shulkma brings down whether even that is enough. That means you're not really liable, but the whose Khomets is is a thug and he's gonna come and make you pay. That itself is Machalikis, if that's a problem on Pesach. What the Pesachim say regarding your point is that it's a very, very subtle difference. But the Pesachim, are Machalik between having a goy's chometz in your shus that the goy is going to make you pay him if something goes wrong, right? And having a goy's chometz in your shus that the goy hasn't yet paid you for when he bought it, and now he's just not going to pay you. Right, Let me say that again, make sure it's clear. So let's say, say I've got a bottle of whiskey at home worth £100. Now, two scenarios. Scenario A, this whiskey actually belongs to John. It's his whiskey and and I've got it in my rishos. If the situation was, if anything were to go wrong with this whiskey on Pesach, John would come to my house with his friends and he'd make sure he doesn't leave without £100 worth of goods rightly, wrongly, legally or not legally, then that can be a problem. Because ultimately, it means I'm liable or close enough to liable that it's makhleikis, it could be a problem. In our scenario, that's not what we're worried about. I've sold John my bottle of whiskey for £100. He's only paid me a pound. He owes me £99. Right? If anything goes wrong with the whiskey, he's not going to make me pay a penny. But he may not pay me the money that he owes me. Right, That, the postium say, is not necessarily enough to be a problem. Because if we think about it, I'm not liable for this whiskey. I'm Tucker, not liable for this whiskey. The money which he owes me for a transaction, he may not pay me. That doesn't mean that this bottle of whiskey I'm liable for. That means the debt that he owes me, he may be a thug and not pay me that debt. That's not a problem.
2: But is it not right to the I, 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 Of course I don't want this whiskey to go because I know I'll never get paid from the guy.
1: Okay, that, that, that's that's a different question. That's not the question you asked before. Right? That, that That's not saying therefore the sale should be in, invalid because Lamaise, at the end of the day, he won't pay me. First of all, just to be clear, um, the, the 95% of people who do mechira, the value of the chomets is not massive. Right, so so if anything happens, pun to their comments We're not saying the guy won't be able to be made to pay. Right, so your worry will be someone who's got a commercial unit worth tens, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand pound worth. That money he may realise he's never going to get back if anything goes wrong. Is that what you mean?
0: I, I, what happens if I stole? But the the other bottle... point... uh, what happened, What happens if I stole this bottle of whiskey? And then uh, I uh, sort of, uh, on Pesach, I sold it to a goy. Right? And then uh, the, uh, the police comes when to did me. You on Pesach or No, 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 on paper. On paper. I sold it through, uh, through uh, the rabbi. And then the police comes to me and wait, says. Wait. You stole it before Pesach? I'm not it yes. yes, I stole it before Pesach. I stole it before Pesach, and then I, uh, being very through, I sold it to uh, to a Goy uh, through Rabbi Greenberg.
1: Nice.
0: So, yeah. now the police comes to me and says, you know what, you stole this bottle. I said, well, I'm sorry, I don't have a bottle. Uh, it's uh, in the possession of this Goy. So, go and uh, take it from him. And Goy, meanwhile, already drank uh, the, the whole bottle, right? So, yeah, who is so liable? So. Yeah. <laughs> There's like five levels to this Shayla. Uh, so who is, who is going to go to the prison? Me or, or the guy?
1: Who's going to go to prison? You'd have to ask the police. I mean, it's a in criminal law, uh, right? But <laughs> I, I but, think,
2: I think in English law that I can't give you title to something that I don't have title to. So if I steal a bottle of whiskey, I, I don't, it's not mine to sell to you.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, now that's a very, that's a very interesting point because. Uh, uh, yeah. It's we still can't. because use there's both use the person probably uh, had the use so it's so mine already.
1: Uh, again, j- just to be more aware and knock an angle on that, Jeremy, is that if you have comments in your issuance which isn't yours, but you're liable for, then you're really meant to sell that as well if you've got no alternative. And that's the question, how can you sell it if it's not yours and you don't have permission to sell it? That, that That's where your legal point could very well be an interesting china. Yeah. Right? Um... Akaponim, again, we're not answering across the board uh, uh, um, kinyonim online, auctions, transactions etc, 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 because um, first of all uh, we haven't done anywhere near justice to the Sugi as as a whole, especially not in Gabi Shaba's point of view, but second of all there, there isn't really one size fits all answer because each of these scenarios that we're talking about will have their own terms and conditions each of the supermarkets have their own terms and conditions at what stage it belongs to, at what stage they take the money. Some of them might not even know themselves. Um, and, and and then you can say again, when if you made the order and they've taken the money and they leave it outside your front door, but you haven't brought it in, Alex, that's when you can ask about rates in Kiyume, for example. Right? You haven't taken it in, I haven't made it mine, I haven't done a Kenyan, but my rates to the Kiyumi, and they've taken the money off me, they've left it outside my front door as they're meant to. So if it were to be delivered before Pesach, even though I haven't brought it in, even then, potentially there could be there could be issues. So the, the bottom line with all of these things, if if I can uh, um, misquote the Rov, um, meaning the Rov has said this in other contexts as well, is that you know basically don't play games, right? Don't don't be oberchachem uh, when it comes to these scenarios because you know we're dealing potentially with serious tsurim. Some of these cases are very serious assume, and potentially financial ramifications as well. But it's worth just a person taking a few minutes before Pesach to make sure they've thought through all the angles and areas. Again, we do do as well. I mean, we say call Khamira as well. So potentially those assumed can be averted through that. But that's only assuming Yutaka had in mind that Yutaka wanted to be it. Somebody who's trading in it, et cetera. He doesn't really want to be it. You know, he, he very much wants it around. So it's worth thinking through those angles as well. And it's it's, it's worth as well remembering this is a classic scenario where, where when the world evolves, one has to take stock and make sure we, we've stopped to analyze how Halakha understands the new scenarios and new uh, situations that we're in. I will just conclude, by wishing a and Pesach, and also, if there's any particular areas of Halakha that um, the Olim would like covered uh, going forward in the Shia, then please let uh, me or Jeremy or Yossi, whoever, uh, Ali, whoever wants, uh, anyone know, um, what they are discussing through and, and let me know, ideally with a bit of time to prepare something on them would be nice. Um, but uh, again, Baruch Hashem, over the years, I think we've, come, we've been 16 years now, I think, um, and we've covered many, many different areas. There's still areas to cover um, and there's areas to always Chazor on, but uh, and there's always the calls that come in. But Lemaise, um if there's any particular areas that anyone would like to cover, please let me know. Shqayr. 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 Shqayr.